Praise God. That's the true story. Amen. <laughs> uh, every time I go to Ghana, uh, when we go to immigration or custom, I say, I'm a pastor, a man of God. Don't touch me. <laughs> Amen. God is good. Amen. Yeah. Now, I know, how many of you were here last night? Wow, almost everybody. Well, I was hoping that some of you were not here, and then you, not, you have not heard my wife preach, and you won't judge me today. <laughs> <laughs> she did such a wonderful work uh, uh, preaching yesterday, uh, and I told her, I said, I, I, I don't feel like preaching today. <laughs> you know? uh, God is good, amen? Yeah. Uh, you know, when Pastor Matt asked us to preach about, uh, from Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 2 to 4, you know, I was meditating about it and thinking about, okay, what can I preach about this subject? And I was praying and praying about it. And of course, Connie came up with the sermon yesterday, God will fight for us. Amen. Amen. And the, the thing that God put in my heart about is preparing for battle. Amen. And last night you heard about the, the message from Connie that, you know, God will fight for us in this battle. And whether we like it or not, we are in a battle, all right? Yes. Amen? And some of you seated here, you say, I'm not in a battle, you are in another zone right now. Yes. We all, when, we, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, immediately you are in a battle, a spiritual battle, amen? And God wants us to walk in victory, hallelujah. Yes. You know, 2021, it's going to be a great year. Because we are no more in 2020, amen? And, and God has great things for each and every one of us. In fact, uh, one of the things that God put in my heart, a prophetic word for the church, and I share this in my church, and it's not just for ICC, my church, but also for this church, is this year, 2021, God is going to pull up and an a prophetic anointing upon the church. Amen. And when I say prophetic anointing, it doesn't mean you're going to be a prophet. It's not talking about the office of a prophet, but rather a prophetic anointing that will come upon the church. And I'm talking about each and every person here. It's not going to be those prophets that prophesy about the election and all those things. I'm talking about prophetic anointing upon the church that will go forth proclaiming His Word. Amen. Amen. And you and I have that prophetic anointing and it's going to increase in 2021. Hallelujah. And one of the things that... Uh, as I was reading the verse from Deuteronomy, uh, one of the things that God spoke to me is this. It's not just faith and victory. It's going into battle and fighting this warfare and going forward, fighting forward for the Lord, for the victory of the Lord. I, I believe it is for the church universal. Yeah. Because when Pastor Matt told me that verse, that he's the team of the verse, correct? Immediately I look at Connie and say, wow, that's exactly what God spoke to me. That's exactly what God spoke to me. In fact, uh, if, you, if you have your Bible, you can turn to it from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 20, and verse 2 to 4. I want to read from the Amplified Bible because there's a word here that I love so much um, because that's the word that God gave me for 2021. Uh, if you have your Amplified Bible or else, you can look at that now. In verse 2, say, When you approach the battle, the priest shall come forward and speak to the people and shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, you are advancing today to battle against your enemies. Do not lack courage. Everybody say courage. courage. They say, Do not lack courage. Do not be afraid or panic or 
tremble in terror before them. For the Lord your God is He who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Amen. Amen. And this is what the word of the Lord for us, that we may have courage in this battle. Hallelujah. I want to thank Pastor Matt and Pastor Crystal for allowing us to be here to preach in this revival meeting. And let me tell you, Connie and I was talking yesterday that now we got this revival from faith and victory. And tomorrow morning, we are bringing back to our church. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. And one thing about Pastor Matt, I need to say this because my wife already said all the things that I wanted to say. Uh, but I want to say this. Pastor Matt said that yesterday that we encourage them. Well, to be honest with you, a lot of time, he, she, both of them encourage us a lot. Especially me. When I look at him, I'm like, whoa, he's so tall. <laughs> then I say to myself, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. That, that's encouragement. You know? God is so good. And for those of you, you know, Connie said this. Uh, in our Google website, there's only one review. But thank you for those of you that went back last night. And you have made International Christian Center, ICC, look good. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. But we're going to pray. Let's pray right now. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just want to thank you for each and every person here. I thank you, God, that we are here not by accident, but you have brought us, you have brought us here tonight to meet you, to hear from you. And Lord, I pray that open our ears, open our eyes to see, open our heart to receive tonight, oh God. And Father, I pray today that will be a new and increased courage from you, O oh God, that will come deep in our heart, that we may fight this battle with your courage, that we may be courageous in all that we do, O oh God, for your glory and for your kingdom. And Father, right now, I just pray for this prophetic anointing to come upon this church in the name of Jesus, that your people will go forth to speak your word prophetically, O oh God. And Father, I pray for that anointing, O oh God, and I pray for boldness to come in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you right now. I thank Thank you for uh, the things that you're about to do in this house in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you all glory. We give you all praise. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everyone say, Amen, Amen. amen. And the word courage here, uh, basically in the book of, in the Hebrew, it talks about to show oneself strong. And when we talk about courage, we're talking about the courage of the Lord. Now, if you have courage, that's great. But we're talking about the courage of the Lord, not your own courage. Yes. All right, Because the courage of the Lord have a purpose and a plan. Yes. Now, if you have a courage and you don't have a plan and a purpose, you're just showing off. Yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about the courage of the Lord and we are courageous for a plan and a purpose of God. Yes. And that reminds me from the book of Joshua. If you have your Bible, you can turn to the book of Joshua chapter 1. It says, verse 1, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses 8, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready. Everybody say, get ready. ready. To cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Hallelujah. Now in verse 2, say, my servant Moses is dead. 
Basically, God's word for Joshua is this. Don't look behind you. 2020 is gone. And what you have gone through in 2020, don't look back. It's finished. Whether you have gone through trial and tribulation, you lost money, you lost your girlfriend, or whatever. It's finished. It's gone. Now we have a new chapter, a new thing God about to do. Hallelujah. And that's why the word of the Lord came to Joshua. Don't look back. Yes, Moses was great. And some of you say 2020 was great. It's finished. Amen. Amen. This is a new season, a new thing God about to do. And then continue in verse 5. And God said to Joshua, I said, No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now this is a command, a word of the Lord, a prophetic word from the Lord to Joshua. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I saw to their ancestors to give them. And verse 7, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law you, my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. And then in verse 8, God continued to give this command to Joshua. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. This is, this is for you tonight. In this new year, as we are walking forward and fighting forward for the Lord, as we are serving the Lord and fulfilling His plan and purpose for us and as a church, be, remember this word, be strong and courageous. In fact, from verse 5 to verse 9 here, it repeat, repeated three times. It's like, if I'm Joshua, I thought, uh, hello, I got it. But God said, no, you didn't get it. Hallelujah. I have to say it three times. In fact, before all this happened, while Moses was still alive in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 31, Moses said this to Joshua. In verse 5, the Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. In verse 6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. It's like this, before Moses die he gave this instruction and now that he's gone god gave the same instruction it's like this god wants to remind us and god want to put in our spirit today hallelujah that we may be strong and courageous yes. this is who we are yes. this is who we are yes. we are not afraid Amen. we are not afraid to die yeah. That's who we are. Yeah. That's what the Bible tells us. Yeah. That we are people of God. Yes. And, and, and this courage that God want to give us, this strength that God want to give us, come from the Holy Spirit. Yes. It's not by ourselves. It's not by our might or by our power, but by the Holy Spirit. Yes. And we can have this and maintain the courage of the Lord in our life if we, what they say here, do not let this book of the Lord depart from you. Yes. We have to decide today and we have co to commit today that this year we are going to be people of His Word. Yes. 
We're going to fight and we're going to stand on His Word. Nothing else will move us. And we will only move and act according to His Word. We will only think according to His Word. We will not allow anything that is not of His Word. We are the people of God. Amen? So how can we allow this courage to come in and maintain and, and allow this courage to move us forward in life is this. That's what I say here. Obey the word of the Lord. And how can we obey? How can we walk in obedience? Is by meditating. By confessing the word. Let the word of the Lord be on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Basically, meditation is talking about letting the word of God come into you. Not just confessing, but thinking, pondering. It's like going back and forth. And until you actually memorizing the whole thing. Yes. All right. You, you never start to memorize the word, but in meditation, you're memorizing the word. And that's what it's all about. In letting the word come forth, back and forth in your mind, in your lips, until it becomes part of you. Yes. That it will never leave you again. You know, I don't memorize the scripture that much, much, but I do remember it. You know why? Because I meditate on it. I meditate on it so much that in times of trouble, in times of uh, difficulties, the Holy Spirit brings forth the memory of those words in my mind. And those words that is part of it start coming out. And give me strength and faith to move forward. So Joshua is given an assignment. God said to Joshua, now this is the new assignment. Joshua Moses is dead. Now, this is a new season for you. This is a new season. This is history here. You're making a history here for the Israelite. You are to take them into the promised land that I have promised the Israelite. But because of disobedience, because of unbelief, none of them were able to enter into the promised land except Joshua and Caleb. Now you lead these people across it. Take that land that I have given to you. That is a promise. That promised land is given to you. Now, in today, in, in terms of us, Christian today, promised land means a life of faith and victory. Hey, that's the name of the church. Faith and victory. Life of faith and victory. A life full of the Holy Spirit. A life where we walk in victory. Amen? No matter what comes, we still can walk in victory. Because we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Amen? Amen. That's That's what God wants us to do. To continue moving forward. Let me tell you this. This year, 2021, there are a lot of things going to happen that the Lord have told me about it. Now, I'm I'm not going to tell you today because I don't have time for that. But the Lord has shown me a lot of things that's going to happen the next few months and this year it's going to come. And some of them is not going to be good. Some of them may not be things that we like to face. In fact, it will be some kind of persecution that may come. That you're like, whoa, not in America, but it's going to come. But let me tell you, all those things is to distract us. We need to learn to focus on our fight. We need to focus on what God has called us to do. Don't get distracted in winning soul. Don't get distracted in serving the Lord. Don't get distracted in your giving. Hallelujah. That's what God called us. This is who we are. Hallelujah. So Joshua said, Alright, God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring these people across the Jordan River to the promised land. 
For 40 years, we waited for this. And now it's time. Yeah. It's time to move forward. Hallelujah. And for those of you here, maybe last year, 2020, you've been pulled back. For one reason or another, you're like, oh, I don't know, but it's so difficult. Life has been like crazy. But hey, it's 2020 gone. You can decide today, 2021, it's going to be different. Amen? So Joshua prepared his people to cross over. He didn't say to the people, all right, God said, let's cross over. Everybody, let's swim across. No, 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 no. He got to prepare them because their enemies waiting for them. Crossing over the Jordan River to possess the land is one thing. And walking in the promises of God and possess the land that God had given to them is one thing. But there's enemy there, they have to fight. Yeah. Of course they know the victory belongs to them, but still they have to fight. Yeah. And in order to win that war that God had given to them, they have to be prepared. Hallelujah. Yeah. And that's what I want to share with you today, that we have to prepare. Yes. Prepare for the battle, prepare to win the battle that God had given to us. Yes. Just like any military people here, I know, you know there's a lot of ex-military people, uh, uh, you all have to prepare before you go to war or any type of thing. And some of you in school or uh, if you are a runner or something like, Pastor Crystal running all the time, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't run, I just walk. I, I tried to run one time and on a treadmill... And I was running. I thought, oh, I'm running fast, man. I'm running fast. This is hot running. Yeah. I was running. And then I look at the mirror. Oh, I'm just walking. <laughs> so, so I don't tell people I run. I walk. But, but God, God wants us to be prepared, correct? Before we cross the battle. And, and I want to share with you four things that God put in my heart in order for us to be prepared. And this is New Year and we better be prepared for great things God has for us the next night, 12 months. Let's say 12 months. 11 months? No, 12 months. Amen. God has great things for us. The first thing that God wants to do in our life is this. In the, in the book of Joshua, chapter 3, Joshua went to the people. He was excited and he was facing the people and he said, verse 5, he told the people, the first thing we have to do now to prepare ourselves to cross over. And even before we do anything, before we do anything, let's get our heart right. And he said to the people in verse 5, he said, consecrate yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Hallelujah. Tomorrow God will do amazing things among you. Hallelujah. There will be miracles. There will be breakthroughs. There will be restoration. There will be healing. There will be supernatural encounter of the Holy Spirit in your life. But that's tomorrow. But today you prepare yourself what the Holy Spirit has for you this year. And the first thing you do is consecrate yourself. And the word consecrate yourself means, the, the word consecrate means to set yourself apart. Set yourself apart unto the Lord. Hallelujah. That means dedicating yourself, surrendering 100% of yourself to the Lord. That means setting yourself apart means, that means there's nothing else that you want to be part of. That means only God. That means God is first. Not your wife, not your husband, not your children, not your family. I told Connie before we got married, I said, you will be number two. You agree? Because God is always number one. Yeah. If God say pack your back tomorrow and go to Africa, we will do that. Yeah. 
were you willing to follow me? She said, you are number two too. I said, okay, we agree on that. Okay, I'm number two, she's number two. Fine. God is always number one. Hallelujah. Amen. Because this is who we are. We belong to God. In the, first, in the book of First Peter, chapter, one, uh, chapter 2, verse 9, say, For you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of Him who call you out of darkness into His marvelous light. We are His own special people. We are chosen by God. We belong to Him. Hallelujah. We have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We belong to the great Creator. Our Creator. He is the Creator of heaven and the earth. And for those of you that you know, watch Star Wars, He is the Creator of the galaxy. Hallelujah. Amen. He is our Creator. We belong to Him. And no, He is a jealous God. He desires 100% of us. Amen. We belong to Him. And the book of Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 2 says this, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. And the Lord hath, what again? Chosen you to be a people for Himself, a special treasure above all the people who are who are on the face of the earth. Wow, can you imagine that? Of all the people on the face of the earth, we are chosen people, belonging to the great creator. We belong to him and we are special to him. And because of that, we have to dedicate ourselves. We have to set apart unto him that we may become and continue to walk in his kingdom. Hallelujah. And in verse 2 here, at the beginning of the verse 2, say, for you are a holy people to the Lord God Almighty. So in order to set apart and belong to God's people, we have to be holy. And through Jesus Christ, we are holy. We are not sinners. We are saints of God. We used to be sinners. And sinners mean you can't help but sin. But now we have the power of God living in us. We can overcome sin. Amen. And therefore, we can be holy. We can walk in holiness. Because we belong to Him. We can say no to sin now. Before we cannot say no to sin, we give into our flesh. But now we die to the flesh. And we live with Christ Jesus. Amen? In the book of First Peter, chapter 1, verse 15, say, But He who called you is holy. You also be holy in all your conducts. And this is what it's all about. Setting apart to Him is to walk in the holiness that God, through Jesus Christ, redeemed, died for us. So when God look at you, He sees you holy because of Jesus Christ. So walk in that holiness that He died for. Don't go back to your past. Don't go back to your old ways. In the book of Titus, Chapter 2, verse 11 says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passion and to live self-control, upright and godly lives in this present age. That's who we are. That's the calling of God. That when you set yourself apart, God will begin to flow in you and through you. And that's what Joshua is telling the people. This thing that we are about to do, 
it's better be God. Yeah. Or else we will die in that battle. Yeah. If it's God, we will win. Yeah. So in order to be in God, we better submit to God. We yeah. better set aside so that we can be totally surrendered to the victory of God. Consecration basically means this, that we set aside the typical lifestyle that we have and put in our spirit, the spirit of the Lord, the readiness, the courage of the Lord, and get ready to see what God wants to do in us and through us. Setting apart and be ready. Lord, not my will, but thy will. Lord, not my desire, but that your desire. Lord, not my plan, but your plan. Lord, if you say, don't go for holiday, I won't go. Yeah. Only one amen. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, we live our lives, we plan our lives so nicely. Okay, the holiday here, I'm taking this trip here. But we, do we pray about this? Do we say, God, this year, do I need to take a holiday? Can I take a holiday? This year... And God may say, no, this year don't take a holiday. Yeah. All the money gave it to my kingdom. Yeah. Ooh, Lord. Yeah. Jesus' name, go away. <laughs> God may speak that way, but that's what consecration is all about. Yeah. No more your plan, but His plan. No more your will, but His will. No more your desire, but His desire. Yeah. God, everything that I want to do, every plan that I have, I put it at your feet. Lord, Show me your will. Let your will be done. And the minute we do that, we consecrate ourselves and be ready for battle. Hallelujah. And the devil cannot have anything against us because we are totally dedicated to the Lord. You know what? One thing the devil can cause us to stumble is this. When our life is half our desire. I'm not talking about the world. I'm not talking about serving the devil. I'm talking about our own desire. One leg, our own desire, our own own desire, wishes, our own plan, our own will. And the other one, God, I want to love you. God, I want to serve you. Lord, I want to obey you. But, you know, I also like this. That's when the devil gets you. But when you totally say, God, not my will, but thy will, the devil will come. He will smell you, but he can't do anything. He, he's like a dog. He will smell you, but he can't bite you. He can't even do anything. In fact, you turn around and say, get out! He will start running like a dog. Amen. That's who we are. God have called us. The second thing, God spoke to the people. He said, consecrate yourself. The second thing here, in, 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 in the book of Joshua chapter 3 verse 9, Joshua received this instruction from the Lord. And they, they're about to cross the Jordan River. And God told them exactly what to do. So Moses, uh, Joshua went to the people. He said, so Joshua said to the children of Israel, come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. I mean, think about it. Joshua said to the people, come here. Listen carefully the words of the Lord. What is Joshua saying here? Yes, I heard the voice of the Lord, but now you have to hear it too. You have to hear the word of the Lord. Now, this word, this in the context of this passage here, in the context of this verse, he's not talking about the book of the, the, the book of the law. He's not talking about the Bible here. He's not talking about our daily reading. Oh, God spoke to me today. No, he's not talking about that here. He's talking about specific instruction for the plan and purpose that he called you to do. So whatever ministry, whatever God called you to do in your life, He has specific instruction for you. And He wants you to hear that. 
Many times we think just because we got a mission to do something, we can just do anything we want for the Lord. No, 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 no. God has specific instruction that what we need to do and what we should not do for His glory. The mistake that we have, and I'm saying this from my own experience, is we look at other people's success, what God has done for them and through them. We say, I can learn something and I'm going to do the same thing. No, 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 not always. Sometimes, yes, but not always. Many times, God will speak to you specifically just for you. Just for this church. So that you may receive the instruction and do exactly what God has called you to do. You know why, you, do you know why God did that? All come back to obedience. Because if, he's, if I can look at other people's success and what God done for them and through them, I copy them, I don't have to hear from the Lord. I just copy. Copy and paste. Hallelujah. <laughs> but no, God wants to speak. God wants us to hear His voice so that we may do His will. Many years ago, more than 10 years ago, wow, 15 years ago maybe, uh, my son turned 17. We were in Ghana, Africa. And so we wanted to send him back to, to the state to further his studies. So we decided that we'll send him back to the state for his last year of high school so he get to know the system of um, in America, you know. He, you know, get to know the culture here. And then he have one year of high school and then he go to college. And so we did the same for our two other girls. So... We sent Sean, my son, he came back, he finished his high school, he went to university, and then I sent my daughter. So at the end of the day, I sent all my kids, three, Sean was 19 years old, my other daughter was 17, and another youngest daughter was 15. We sent them back, we rented an apartment, and we, I tasted Sean, I said, Sean, we have to go back to serve the Lord. And we pray about this, and the Lord give us such a peace. I don't know about my wife, I have such a peace. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna leave you three in this apartment and Sean you are the father. You are the guardian. You take care of your two sisters. And I turn to my two girls, I say, obey the Lord and don't sin against him. <laughs> do what the Lord tells you to do. So we pray for them, we trusted the Lord, and we went back to Ghana. But before we went back, I drove up a letter and I said, Sean, legally now I make you the guardian. Of your two sisters. You are like the parents now. And he's only 19 years old. But he acts like a grandfather. So it's okay. <laughs> and so. So I told Sean before we went back. Because we were rushing back to Ghana. And I had to go back. And, and, and so I said to Sean. I said Sean. There's one thing I need you to do. Is take your younger sister Cassandra. To the uh, department of licensing. Licensing. And. Get a, a, a permit, driving permit for her, all right, so that she can learn to drive and, and, and get her license and everything else. She said, no problem, Dad, I'll do that. So I went back. So Sean went one morning to the office and took Cassandra there. And when his number was called, and he went to the counter, and the, the, just one look, the person working there, just one look at Sean and my daughter Cassandra and said, where's your parent? Sean said, oh, I have this letter. I don't care. I'm not giving you anything until I see your parents. You're too young, both of you. Sean said, no, I'm 19. and I have to, No, no, go back, get your parents. So they walk out of the office sad. And Sean was confused. It's like, this is my responsibility. 
one thing that my dad asked me to do, and I can't even do it. And Cassandra, of course, my daughter, was so sad. It's like, I want my license. I, I need to drive. You know, I, so Sean took her home to the apartment, and he didn't want to do. He locked himself in his bedroom, and he prayed, God, what should I do? I don't know what to do now. And God spoke to him. Specific instruction. And God said, change your shirt. Put on a tie. Take the briefcase and go. <laughs> so Sean changed his shirt, put on a tie, put on his jacket, take, took a brief, briefcase and went to the office second time. Say, Cassandra, follow me. Cassandra said, why are we going? Just follow me. Specific instruction. He went there. When they called his number, he went and thank God. He's, this is why he said, thank God is a different person. He went there to the counter and they looked at him. He, they didn't even ask for the letter. They said, why are you here? Oh, my sister is here to get the uh, you know, permit, uh, driving permit. Okay, no problem. Okay, thank you. In a few minutes, they walk out with his, uh, her permit, uh, driving letter permit. And, 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 and when Sean called me, I said, you see, when you hear specific instruction of the Lord, all things are possible because God will open the doors for us when we obey Him. And let me tell you this. When we learn to walk in obedience and hear, first we hear from Him. That's why it's so important for us, people of God, to learn to hear the voice of God. And that comes through intimacy. That comes when we spend time praying in, with the Lord, spend time worshiping Him, spend time praying and seeking the face of the Lord. When we read our Bible, it's not just reading, but we are listening to the voice of the Lord. We are allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us through His Word. When we pray, it's not just we talk, 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 talk. I know most of the people in their prayer life, 90% they talk. The other 10%, God tried to talk back. He's trying to talk back. The 10% is God saying, bye. We don't allow God to talk. We need to allow God to speak to us. In fact, most of your prayer time should be God speaking to you than you speaking to God. So learn, open your ears, let Him speak to us. Open your heart. If you are not listening to the voice of the Lord, something is wrong. We need to hear because the Bible says, My sheep will hear my voice. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible teaches us. Hallelujah. In the book of John, chapter 8, verse 47 says, Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. That's the reason you do not hear is that the reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Yeah. Don't be a Christian and not hearing the voice of God because that's not relationship. Relationship, prayer life means yeah. two ways. You pray and God pray to God speak to you. Amen. Yes. It has to be two ways, or else you know what will happen? Your prayer life will die naturally. Yeah. Yes. You can't have a relationship just one way. Yeah. Let me tell you, when my wife talks, she's non-stop with me. But at the same time, when she stops, I'm non-stop too. We talk so much to each other, we miss the turning when we are driving. We talk so much, sometimes we forget what we are talking. But we love talking. But that's how is it. We develop relationship. If she talks and I'm quiet, something is wrong. I've seen people do that. You have, you have to allow each other opportunity to communicate. Hallelujah. The third thing is this. In Joshua chapter 3, 
And this is the instruction that God gave to them. As soon as the priests who carry, verse 13, the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set food in the Jordan, it waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up. Can you imagine that? The water, the river, in fact, let's read another verse here in verse 15. Say, now the Jordan is at the flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carry the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. Just imagine in your mind, those of you that watch movie a lot, you can imagine in your mind, correct? You can imagine water. I mean, this is flood water. I mean, high tide in the river, and they're coming strong. And this Levites, this priest that carrying the Ark of the Covenant, they're supposed to go first. And as they're going to the river, can you imagine if you are one of that person, and you're carrying it, and as you get to the river, you're like, oh. You're like, Oh, this better be God. <laughs> if not God, I'm dead. Yeah. I mean, and, and God said, now put your foot on the river. I will do the miracle. You know, these people have never seen God part the Red Sea. So they have no experience at all. Now, this is the instruction of the Lord. Now, this requires total re- obedience. Total obedience to the Lord. There's no negotiation. There's no like, what if, what can I, maybe let's negotiate about this thing about. Okay, let him put his foot first. <laughs> I'll follow. Let's see what happens. No, no, we all have to do it together here, all right? And, and this is amazing testimony of the miracle of God. But it requires obedience in our part to see the miracle of God happen. It takes faith to operate. Hallelujah. And that is what is the the third thing is that if we want to see victory, if we want to see God moving us forward with victory, faith and victory, then we need to take the step of faith when God speaks. Hallelujah. When God gives the instruction, go, you will not go. God said, give, you give. God said, do this, you do that. There's no negotiation about that. Amen. When your pastor stood up Sunday and say, we're going to meet every week, every night. You say, amen, and you did it, and see what happened. There is a, that's the, this is the birth of revival. Hallelujah. Because when you take the step of faith in obedience, God will begin to open doors. Hallelujah. There's, there's no room for doubt and unbelief here. Amen. Can you imagine these people? They're caring, and they say, oh Lord, yes, God, I believe. And then they walk towards the river, and they see the water, they say, oh Lord. They close their eyes, they say, alright. Let it be so. And they take the step of faith. And that miracle began to happen. Some of you say, oh, you know, in all my life as a Christian, I've never experienced a miracle. I know why. Because you have never taken the step. Every time God says, take the step, you're like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> and maybe some of you here, you put your toe in. You're like, oh, it's a bit cold here. <laughs> Oh, it's too strong for me. Uh, hello? You will never experience the miracle of God if you stay in the natural. Yes. If you want to see the supernatural, you got to move the natural way. You can't operate with your five senses. you got to operate in obedience to the Word of God and the instruction that God has given to us. It doesn't matter how much it costs you. At the end, you will win. Hallelujah. If you obey Him. Many years ago... Uh, we were in Japan, 
we went to Japan for seven years, planted the church here in Tokyo. And then after seven years, God said to me, time to go. And we said, okay, we'll pack our back and leave. We literally pack our back and leave. We didn't have containers, pack our belong. We gave away everything. That's who we are. We gave away everything. We just pack our suitcase. I told my wife, you have two suitcases, whatever you want. If you can't put your shoe, just throw away your shoe. You know, <laughs> Whatever you want, put inside two suitcases. And then we leave. But I was a bit tired. And to go from Japan to Africa, I'm like, God, can I have a break after seven years? No break, no sabbatical, nothing. And I pray. I seek the face of the Lord and God spoke to me. In fact, God spoke to me in a bathtub. I was taking a, I was taking a hot bath. And God spoke to me, you can take a year off. And I will provide for you. And I want you to go to this place. This, I mean, he gave me clear instruction. I was so excited in the bathtub. I jumped up, <laughs> ran to the room. I ran to the bedroom. I said, Connie! God has spoken! <laughs> and God... God told us to go to Los Angeles. I mean, just outside of Los Angeles and uh, for a year. So we went there by faith. We didn't have salary. In fact, I had to quit my pastoral job to go. So I didn't have salary. I didn't have a job. I just trust God that He will provide supernaturally. So we went there and we rented a house. We bought an old car and it was great. The kids were happy. And so we spent... Good time resting, praying, seeking the face of God for Africa before we go. And so I told Connie this. I said, Connie, we're living by faith. Be very careful with the money. <laughs> so one day, she came to me and said, we, I have to go and buy some meal and some bread. I said, yeah, go ahead. Do you have some money? I said, I don't have much money. Why don't you go to the ATM, get some money, buy a couple of dollars, you know. Just take five dollars. I think she'll be okay, you know. <laughs> so she went. She went to the ATM. As she was going there to take a few dollars out, God, the Holy Spirit, spoke to her. Take four hundred dollars out. She's like, God, I don't think Daniel is going to be happy. <laughs> so as she was punching, punching the the number of how much she wanted to take out, God said, take out 400 extra. And she's like, why? And she heard this voice three, four times. And finally she said, I don't know why, but I'm going to just do it. So she took it out, $400, more than $400 extra. And then she put it in her pocket, she walked from the bank, and she went to the uh, Safeway. That's a Safeway. And she walked towards that. As she was walking towards the parking lot, to, to Safeway, she saw a lady and she was leaning towards her car in pain. She, she was holding her stomach, she was in pain, she was crying and Connie's like, and she had a baby and, and Connie went there and said, what's happening? What's happening? I'm in pain. She hardly can speak English and she's like, I'm in pain, I'm in pain and Connie grabbed the baby because the baby was crying and she tried to pray with her and say, in Jesus' name, heal her. Oh, I, you know, she's in pain. And then Connie looked at uh, uh, one of the workers that came out and said, call your manager, call 911. And he ran in and we, she didn't know what happened. And then 
in a few minutes, the ambulance came and they start checking on her. And she said, no ambulance, no ambulance. She keeps telling Connie, no ambulance. I don't want to go to hospital, you know. And Connie said, well, you need to. This is serious. You are in pain, you know. And when the ambulance came, they checked on her. She said, you need no ambulance, no ambulance. And, and Connie figured out, she's probably afraid to go because she has no money. Probably no health insurance or whatever, you know. And she had a baby. And so... The ambulance said, no problem, we have to take her right now. Uh, the, the, one of the paramedics said to Connie, you, are you coming? Connie said, uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't know her at all. Yeah. I just dare to pray for her. You know? And so Connie gave the baby to them, and they took her purse to give, back, to, to give the purse to the lady. As she was giving the purse to the lady, and God said, now that 400, give it to her. So she took the 400 out, there's no time to negotiate now, all right? Yeah. The ambulance guy is going, right? She put, they give it to her and said, look, I'm going to put this money, all right, $400 in your purse because God had told me to give it to you. Because God loves you and God has a plan for you. Before even I met you, God already know this is happening and God's going to bless you. And give it to her and she start crying and she start crying. And then boom, the door closed, the ambulance went. Then Connie went back to the supermarket, bought bread, milk, and on the way back, she said, Now, how am I going to explain this to Daniel? <laughs> so she walked in the door. She walked in the door. And she said, Honey. <laughs> I said, Oh, what do you want now? <laughs> when your wife is extra nice, you're like, Whoa, Okay. <laughs> what did they want? What did they want here? So I said, what, what, What's happening? She said, Well, I have some good news. God, use me today. <laughs> I said to her, oh, this is great. What did God do? He said, well, you know, and she told me the whole story. And I'm like, the only thing I can think is that $400? That's, that's the almost entire week of our grocery, you know. It's like almost two months, actually. I'm like, oh, God, Jesus. And of course, being a, a husband, a good husband and a man of God, I say, well, if God wants to use you, that is good. <laughs> and I say, praise the Lord. <laughs> but in my heart, I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> but just as we are finishing talking, the phone rang. So I went to pick up the phone. As I was walking there, I said to God, this is not fair. We have no money. You asked us to live by faith, trusting you, and now you give my money away. <laughs> but see, I learned something that day. Trusting God is not about saving money. Yeah. Not about your, you. Yeah. It's about Him. Yeah. So I pick up the phone. I say, hello. And there was a lady, a friend of us that we haven't seen for a long time. And she called me, and I'm like, oh, this lady is like, you know? oh, yes, you know. She said, the last few days, I've been struggling. I've been struggling. God is speaking to me. I said, oh, okay. And she said, I don't know why, but God telling me to give you money. And I've been struggling. I said, don't struggle. <laughs> so, So she said, I've been struggling, but I'm going to obey God. I'm going to send you a check today for $800. Wow. 
I said, thank you. <laughs> and this lady had never, never sent any money to us. Never. I won't say she's stingy, but she, you know, okay. <laughs> Close to that. So I put down my phone. I went back to my wife. I say, glory to God. <laughs> because of our obedience. <laughs> Now you, now you know what Pastor Matt said to Crystal, right? <laughs> I say, you see, I say, as a Chinese man, I say, this is good business. <laughs> we gave four, we got eight. <laughs> I say, anytime God wants to use you, <laughs> obey Him, obey Him. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, you will never lose in, in, when you walk in obedience. You will never lose. You always win in the Lord. Hallelujah. You may lose money, but God will reward you with something else. Hallelujah. It's not about money here. It's even though we talk about money, but it's all about obedience to the Lord. Even sometimes if you obey the Lord and you don't see the reward, it's okay because there's reward there in heaven waiting for you. In fact, I told people, I, sometimes I don't want reward here because I, I want some there too. Yes. If I get all my reward here, I, I want to get there and say, Daniel, oh, okay, sorry, you got all on earth. <laughs> Your account here in heaven is empty. <laughs> no. I want when I get to heaven, the Lord say, Daniel, oh, that's three crowns for you. Yes. That is re- mentioned for you. I mean, that's what we want. Treasures in heaven. Hallelujah. And lastly, we're running out of time here. And lastly, um, Joshua said to this, the people, he said that um, in verse uh, Joshua chapter 4, verse 5, he said to them, go over, and this is after they crossed the Jordan River, this is the instruction he gave. He said, go over the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the numbers of the tribe of the Israel to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan, Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When he crossed the Jordan, the water of the Jordan was cut off. These stones are to be a memorial uh, to the people of Israel forever. The last thing I want to share with you is this. Preparing yourself is this. Always remember and testify of what God has done for you. Always remember. And that's what he said. Just imagine... He said, now that we cross Jordan, now you leaders of the 12th tribe, now go back to the river, in the middle of the river, and pick up those stones, not just any stone, but in the middle of the river. I mean, okay, the priests, they have no choice. They have to be there in the middle of the river while the people are passing. But now they have to walk back. If I'm a leader, I'm like, can we do something simple? I can just pick up from here. But no, there has to be a significant thing here. They went back, picked up the stone to remember 
what God have done. Never forget. Never take God for granted. Always give thanks and remember the things that God have done for us. Because there will come a day when the devil will, will blow the devil will cause something to happen in your life that will bring discouragement. That something will happen to you that will tear your heart to pieces. And that time, you must remember what the Lord has done for you. Because remembering what He has done for you will encourage your heart and will bring faith in you. That you will say, well, He done that for me. He will continue to do this for me. Hallelujah. And, and learn to testify. He said, tell your children what happened. Testify. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, it says we defeat the enemy by, overcome, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. By the word of their testimony. That, that, this is who we are. We are people that have a testimony. Every one of us have a testimony. And we need to learn to testify the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Because that testimony in Ghana, we always say this. Give testimony to the Lord. Give glory to God. And put the devil to shame. Amen. When you give testimony, you are giving the power of God. You are giving the testimony of God. It's not just any testimony, but a testimony of the mighty God that will bring salvation, that will bring healing, that will bring encouragement to the people. It's powerful. I, I, I know this. I mean, my, my, I'm the first one in my family who got saved. Then my father got saved. And we had been witnessing at that time to my grandfather. And we come from a Taoist Buddhist background, and, and, and my grandmother was like a witch doctor. So when I, when I got saved, they kicked me out. They're like, oh. So when my dad got saved, my dad was persecuted. But one day, my grandfather got lung cancer. And the doctor only gave him a few months, and he was in pain. And he was in, on, on the bed most of the time because he, he couldn't walk. He was in pain. He's just waiting to die, basically. And, but my dad, because of what God has done in his life, the transformation and the love of God in his life, he will go every morning and afternoon, and sometimes is the whole day, spending time with my grandmother, a grandfather, telling about Jesus Christ, testifying the goodness of God, testifying what God has done in him and through him. And one day, my grandfather will look up at him and say, you know, I never expect of all my eight children that you are the one that show love to me. And I have treated you badly. And my father didn't know why as he was growing up that he was treated so badly. Now we knew through DNA that he was adopted. And so he didn't know. But my, dad, my grandfather said, I treated you so badly, but yet you never failed to show love. And you know what my dad did? He quickly used that and said, it's all because of Jesus. It's all because of the love of Jesus. It's all about what Jesus has done. And that day, my grandfather gave his heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Two days, two days later, two days later, he was telling my father, he said, I have so much pain. I can't sleep. Please pray for me. So my dad said, I, before I leave, I will definitely pray for you. And so just, about, he, just before he to go home, he prayed for my grandfather. He said, God, just heal him. Just touch him. Give him take away the pain and let him sleep peacefully, you know. So after my, my dad prayed, he went home. The next morning, my dad came to visit my grandfather. 
and he was laying down, and he looked much better. So my dad went to him and said, hey, dad, how are you doing? And my grandfather said, oh, I'm feeling much better. I have such a good sleep last night. Thank you so much for praying for me. And please, tell your friends that was, that was here with me when you left, thank you. And my dad said, what friend? He said, yes, when you left, your friend was here with me. And in fact, I couldn't sleep for a while and I saw a, bl- a big black spider on the roof. And I was so afraid of it. But you know what? Your friend was here and they chased the black spider away. And my dad said, why? <laughs> that is, that there are angels. Hallelujah. Yes. He said, you know, you are blessed. You are blessed because... That's not my friend. There are angels of God around you. You know, two days later or three days later, my grandfather died. But he had such experience, all because one man was willing to testify. My, my dad could easily say, well, I was mistreated. So he want to die? Let him die himself. But he said, the love of Christ drove him to testify. But, it's, but you can show love, but if you don't testify, if you don't speak up the glory and the goodness of God, nothing is going to happen. And friend, today is your day. Today is your fight. Today is the day that we need to rise up and be prepared and get ready. And our testimony is going to bring the glory of the Lord to come down on this house. Hallelujah. If you can stand with me right now. Thank you, Lord. Father, I want to thank you right now for each and every one that is here. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to pray for your people, God. And I pray right now for that anointing of God to be upon us, that, Lord, you will bring liberty, that you will bring freedom in this house. And, Father, Lord, we want to surrender all to you. And today, as we begin this new year, Lord, we consecrate ourselves. We set ourselves apart unto you, O God, dedicating ourselves once again to you. Totally surrender all to you, God. Our plans, our desire, our will, everything to you. Our family, our wife and our husband, our children. Oh God, we surrender all to you. Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. And Lord, I pray right now for that anointing of the Spirit of the Lord to be upon this house, upon each and every one that's here. Lord, I thank you. Bless your people today. Bless them. And I pray for that prophetic anointing once again. Come upon your people. Stir the gifts. Stir up the spiritual gift in us, O God. Lord, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a big clap offering. Amen. Hey, we want to thank you so much for being online with us today. I want to remind you, if you're not a follower on Facebook, please like our page on YouTube. Please subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Tell all your friends. Continue to watch online. We thank you for watching. We love you so much. Have a great day.